0: What's good guys? I'm your host Joe and today we're gonna be exposing parents and their high expectations But before we get started, I want to first tell you about a dream. I had a while ago So from what I remember in this dream. I had a beautiful wife. I Know it's surprising right? I also had two wonderful twin daughters, which looked to be around 13 years of age and one of them was by far more athletic than the other now from what I remember I never heard anyone being called by name, so we're going to call the more athletic one Izzy, and the other, Ella. Now, it seemed like every sport that Izzy put herself in, she had excelled. So what does any good parent do in this situation? They encourage their child and instill self-belief inside of them. They push them for growth, but celebrate their current victories as if it's everything they've ever wanted for them. All this sounds great, doesn't it? But now, what about the other child? Let me tell you what can start to happen. They see mom and dad giving their sibling all the attention and praise. They can then retreat into solitude, either with a sense of emptiness and sorrow, or build up envy. In my dream, I sense this coming. So instead of brushing off my intuition, I decided to be proactive about it instead of worrying about it later on down the road. And so, I decided to include Ella every time we practice sports, to avoid her feeling left out. Although that quickly drew me into wanting to build her up in sports so that she could bask in victories as well. Next thing I remember is I'm pushing her to participate in a longer more intense version of Ninja Warrior. I convinced her to do it and we were so excited that she was finally going to get her spotlight. Although this quickly drew a line in the family. You see my other daughter Izzy was also fighting for gold in this competition. She of course was filled with envy as she saw herself losing her father's support. My wife, on the other hand, was more concerned with how much I was pushing our non-athletic daughter, and thinking back, she was right for that. Although Izzy saw this as an opportunity for her pain and envy to be heard, so she quickly turned her mom against me. Anyways, the day of the competition was emotional to say the least. The girl started the course, and as I ran alongside Ella, I yelled words of encouragement. Now, she had been doing a great job at keeping first place up to this point. But Izzy and her mom were gaining on us. As they got closer, I saw such a resentful look in their faces. This then made me push Ella even more. Ella, you got this, honey. Don't let Izzy get close to you. You're almost there. I was astonished by the spur of energy that she was able to conjure up at that moment. She moved with such intensity, but that same power brought about her downfall. She pushed herself so much that she fainted as she was trying to cross over a ledge. She collapsed and died on impact. I ran to her and fell to my knees, crying and wailing. I said to myself, this is all my fault. I should have never gotten her to do this. I asked too much of her. Izzy and her mom slowed down to approach us and torment me even more. They began by reaffirming my failures and sprinkled in even more distaste. My pot of emotions boiled as I overflowed with anger and sorrow. They bubbled into rage. I turned into a monster. I grew and turned blue, destroying everything that came into view. It's fair to say that the emotions that were contained spilled on the flame that set everything ablaze. I lost myself and went into a daze. I even raised a hand against the innocent, but a grievance quickly stopped me from upheaving the entire chaos that was within me. From the distance, a faint voice echoed through the noise. The one that I loved brought me into deliverance. I grew in weakness as she pointed out the disgrace that I am. The monster that you saw became small, which depicted who I really was. She had a young boy at her side, who cheered at my demise. I'm glad he was too young to recognize. But how sad, the example of a father that I set before his eyes. That deep sense of emptiness woke me up from my dream. I was confused, not knowing why I had that vision in my sleep. I, of course, am aware of how ineffective my approach to the situation in my dream was. Although the intent that I had was good, I wanted to include my daughter so that she didn't feel left out. But I asked too much of her, and I pushed her to become something she was not. Now, I know that everyone has the capability to grow, and I'm not discounting going against that what i am going against is parents who have the gall to impose certain expectations on their children keep in mind in my dream i initially wanted ella to feel included i had good intentions as would any caring parent they just want what's best for you although that will always come from their knowledge and what they think is best for you and that's where this becomes flawed you see to want the best for your child also means that you want them to be happy, right? So while it may be logical that a child will be well off and have a good life if they become a doctor, lawyer, teacher, and so on, the probability of them being happy is questionable. I want parents to realize the great pressure they put on a child when they set specific career expectations on them. Your child wants to make you proud, and that's dangerous when you set a specific vision for them. You see what this does is it narrows their view and they might think that this is the only acceptable route to success. And the greatest way that people deceive themselves in this aspect is when they take their parents vision for themselves as if it were their own. Okay look, if there was no initial passion for it by the individual, the child, and they are mainly doing it to make their parents happy, then they will soon find out that they may be sacrificing their own true happiness. I want you to realize that this is all coming from my heart, because I know what it's like to follow someone else's vision for me. This is coming from a two-time college dropout that found out that the quickest way to find fulfillment is to work in the things that spark something inside of you. That spark is an essential part of being happy. When you do something that fulfills you, it becomes much easier to be happy, even when you know not everything is going your way. Okay, really quick, if you're enjoyed this video, make sure you drop a like, subscribe so you can continue to receive more value like this. If you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure you drop a wonderful rating and share it to your socials. Okay, now let's backtrack right to my dream real quick. As Ella decided to do the competition, and even throughout it as she was pushing herself, it's easy to see that she was doing this to win her dad over. I say this because when a child goes quite some time without receiving attention and then they suddenly get it, even if they might not entirely like it, for example, the activity or the studies, they still try to cling on to it because they want more of this acceptance. And since nothing else has gotten their loved one to show them favor like this in the past, they make it their mission to grasp it. So what is a true caring parent to do in this situation? They instill in their child a sense of encouragement towards their interest. But it doesn't stop there. You can also brainstorm with them the different routes they could take for their potential passion. This not only sets your child on the right path for them, but it also creates a sense of trust and security with your child as they see that you are caring for their success and emotional well-being, this will ultimately strengthen your relationship. This can truly become an integral part of your relationship with them. The way that you approach the subject of your child's career path will stem from life experiences and your own emotional stage in life. It's important to understand this because the results of your approach will affect the emotional relationship you have with them. Let me use myself as an example once again, because this is something that I personally faced. So, me knowing how emotionally detached my dad is, I found myself to be constantly hiding what I was doing education and work-wise. Every time I dropped out of school, I did it because I felt I wouldn't be happy in that profession, which was a great sense of intuition on my part, but that's a topic that I'll save for another day. Anyways, each time I saw him, I tried my hardest to avoid the subject because I knew he would get mad, not only because I dropped out, but also because he would begin to ask why I dropped out. Now, you might think this is a silly thing to be avoiding, although my answer to my dad's question would be exactly what I told you. I just don't see myself being happy in that career anymore. And that's the key word, happy. You see, my dad used to work in the fields back in Mexico, and when he came to the U.S., he worked hard in the first career that he got and kept it. He's been working there for 20 plus years now, so there's a drastic difference in what we think a career should be. So, from what I believe is, he thinks a job or career is just a place you go and make money. Something you work hard in so that you're able to keep the job and enjoy a good lifestyle. Which is why the need of happiness in a career is questionable to him. For that fact alone is why I avoided the conversation because I know that we just didn't have the same perspective. Which is understandable because he had never been surrounded by any of that. So what I'm trying to tell parents with all of this is that despite being born in a different time period, be open to what your kids have to say, and don't be so quick to dismiss their claims based on what you were exposed to. Now pay attention to this because this is crucial. In James chapter 1 verse 19, it says, "Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Many times it seems like parents make the great mistake of getting this completely backwards. Instead, they're slow to listen, quit to speak, and quit to get angry. Okay, so here's how a conversation about taking a break from college could go wrong. Hey, so I've been thinking lately, um, I'm gonna take a break from college. What? How come? I I just, don't feel like this is the right path for me. Well, you were the one that wanted to do this. I know, I know. So you're going to stop going, and then what? Are you going to find something else to study? You know, if you stop now, it'll be harder to go back to college. And now all that money you spent on those classes went to waste. N- no, I'll definitely go back. It's just hard right now, feeling unhappy and in need of money. Hopefully by next year I'll decide on what to study. <sighs> well, I don't know. That's on you. This was basically how the conversation with my dad went, except he was a bit more stern and you could hear the anger in his voice a lot more. Anyways, it got under my skin so much that there were many times that I avoided seeing him so that we won't rekindle the conversation of what I'll be doing. This conversation might not have seemed like there was much anger expressed, but there's something bigger going on within your child throughout it. Your child could very well be approaching you with built up anxiousness from the thought of disappointing you, then seeing you respond with anger, bringing up dilemmas that they have already ran through their heads hundreds of times before even coming to you. This then brings them into a state of withdrawal. As they hear your anger, they go into withdrawal. During this withdrawal, they sense your words as an attack. Even if you may be trying to talk it through with them, they will leave the conversation feeling unheard and uncared for. So the parent's mistake is to quickly pounce on the situation by talking them out of it. If they initially address the child's feelings and try to understand what brought them into making that decision, the parent could have accomplished a couple of things. First, they could have gained a better, more accurate view of the situation by listening to it in depth and how the emotions of the child are concerned. Second, the parent would have been able to build an atmosphere of trust and care. This not only eases the child, but also opens them up to hearing and receiving what you have to say, since they already got the impression that you care about them in whole. And now, with the newly acquired information and the attention you gained, you can better deliver advice to your child. Whether or not you end up in agreement, the one thing that will be established is a stronger, more open relationship which is actually something that I personally don't have with my parents. Lastly, I wanna point out that a lot of things have changed in the past century alone. And with that, the relationship gap between parent and child widens as the years go by. So the best thing to do right now, whether you're a Generation X parent, Generation Z parent, or whatever generation of parents that may come many years from today, I want you to know that it's important to stay extrospective this means to be open to differing thoughts and ideas of others now before i bring this video to a close i just want to point out how one strange dream was able to flourish into this wonderful message i didn't expect it to turn into all this even as i first started writing it down if i'm being honest i i thought it was just another dream but something about the oddness of it lured me in and allowed me to dissect it further I am so glad you stuck it out this far. What did you think about the topic covered? Feel free to leave your thoughts about it in the comments down below. Obviously, I was able to provide some type of value since you're still here. So, I encourage you to subscribe. If you already are, like the video and consider sharing it on your socials. I'll definitely love you for that. And that's all for now. I hope you all have a blessed day and walk in faith. So what I'm trying to tell parents with all this is that despite being born in a different time zone time zone what as they hear your anger they go into withdrawal. During this withdrawal Oh man. I don't like doing that. I never liked doing that thing. Like I never liked when people did it and now I'm doing it. I I hate it. Okay. As a So the parent's mistake is to quickly pounce on the situation by talking them out of it. If they initially address the child's feelings and try to... Okay, never mind. And... And that's all for now. And that's all for now. I hope you all have a blessed day and walk in faith. Man, I'm tired. Okay, really quick if you're... Okay, really quick if you're... Come on, man.